Father, hear me. We are all descended from the one great being. And now we are here to tell the story of your great warrior, Amleth. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And I am Jason. And we are going to talk about one of my favorite films of the year, possibly my favorite film of the year so far. What movie is that? The Northman. Um, Because I'm a tool who just can't get enough Viking. It is like a hunger. I must Viking all the time. I need to get my Viking up my Viking and all over my Viking. <laughs> you're gonna get Viking all over. I'm gonna your get face, Viking neck and chest basically. Get, is that what it means when you're when you're when you get fucked by a Viking? You're just Viking. I was Viking. <laughs> and today we have fellow long-haired beard musician metalhead Finally. Nick LaSalle. How's it going? Finally, to, man, we actually got this guy on the on the show. Yeah, it took good forever. To, good to have you on, man. You know, it's uh, we've been doing this for on and off, I guess, for like five years, and so it's I think good, so. Yeah. yeah, it's good to finally have you a part of it. I am actually a longtime listener, so hey. it is there. You uh, go. He's nice our to only be listener in the hot seat, as we <laughs> yeah. as we say. And for the first episode in a while, we're drinking beer again. What are we drinking? Uh, eight oh five. Hey, eight oh five. Firestone. Skull. 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 Cheers to your water, Nick. Cheers. Nick is healthy. You know what's really funny too? I Not was really. watching uh, <laughs> Midsummer last night, and they have a this festival and they actually all cheer and they say skull and i'm just like right every single time i hear that shit now i think of you you have to i have you to just think have of to. you right every after every time i hear this shit you embedded it in my brain apparently most groups of people who have hung out with specifically since idol all do that now they all say skull or like or like if they do say it they're like thinking of me so you're like, the hey, trendsetter like, i'm setting a trend well it's, it's like i had a friend in high school um Gilles. nick you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. He used to. Um, we were in a play called Les Misérables, and I, I I won't try to describe the. I won't I won't go into detail with the entire like. Oh, where does where does this cheers come from? But basically, he would be like, "Let's take a shot before we all take a shot," and like he did that because of Les Mis, because it was the same melody for one of the songs. And so even after he moved out of the area, I would be at parties and like people who like knew him would be like, "Hey, ready, ready? Let's take a shot," and then he all shoot your shot and so it was fun and so it's fun to be a, a trendsetter it means people like you they really like you or they're making fun of it now because of you what'd you say katie perry's pretty much doing it now because yeah, of you. she's doing it solely because i have no idea that would be really funny if she still says school i, I highly doubt that highly doubt that would she be remembers. amazing though i highly doubt she remembers who the fuck i am uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, who was he again she was a, a, a beautiful blonde-haired woman. I don't know if she's naturally blonde, but she had a very pagan look to her in terms of uh, her long, beautiful hair and her, yeah. I think, blue eyes, green eyes? I don't know. Who's don't paying know. attention? I'm not looking at her eyes. <laughs> um, you were looking at your hammer. The one between your like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at my, my Mjolnir, my crusher. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember her as having blonde hair. I always remember her as being... She had black hair or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. I honestly don't know. I mean, like most women in Hollywood, I don't think that's her natural hair color. But if, if you're listening, Katie, I miss you. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get Viking. Let's get Viking. Um, actually, you know what? Really quick. Um, did you hear that they're actually. No, this, I think this is confirmed. They're going to do a God of War series on HBO Max. I bet it's going to be woke. Well, I don't want to watch it. 
but what if it's good? Okay, hang on. So did you actually, is this a real thing or is this, this another is a real fan thing. theory? This isn't something I read like about the whole L.A. Noir thing. This yeah. is real, real shit. You know, I was thinking about like, because people have been talking about God of War movies for like years. And like I, I originally, I can't pronounce his fucking name. Uh, he's an African actor, Jim, Jimon Honsu, I think that's how you say it. I'm probably butchering it. He was yeah. the he was a black guy from Gladiator. Right, right. We'll meet again, but not yet, right? Yeah, he was like he was great in that movie. Yeah, he was and, in a lot of movies. Too. Yeah, and like he he was apparently gonna play Kratos, which I was okay with initially, right? Because I didn't really know. I mean, it's like you know, it's it's like it takes place in Sparta, right, in Greece. But when I was 11, I'm like, I don't know what Greek people look like, but I don't know if they like. Cause like all, all, all the, like both the voice actors who have played Kratos have both been black. And so it's like, are you going to cast a white guy for God of War? Because that would be more, uh, historically accurate, but would that, would that be white facing, even though he's, uh, the character is naturally a more Mediterranean looking character or I don't know. People might be like, well, he's not black. It's like no shit. Well, he was, what was he in the game? Well, he was. Before he becomes the ghost of Sparta where he's pale white, he had a more of a tan kind of Mediterranean look to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know. But I mean I yeah, I mean I hope it's I hope they cast historically, so you can interpret that however you want. <clears throat> I hope they cast historically and I hope it's good and not woke because Kratos, from what I remember, fucks and kills whoever he wants. <laughs> he doesn't rape anyone in, in the story, as far as I remember, but he he fucks and kills whoever he wants. So good luck trying to make a show like that in 2022. Just, just imagine in the show, um, they have that scene though, one of the cutscenes where he's like fucking some chick, and you ha- just the press X button just shows yeah. up on the screen <laughs> <laughs> until the red orbs come out. <laughs> so what, what we're gonna do is we're gonna cast him as a white guy. We're gonna dub all of his lines over with a black guy. We're just gonna go full gods of Egypt with it, just white guy with the blonde hair. And uh, we're going to give him the most ridiculous voice imaginable. And we'll uh, just roll with it. We'll see what happens. I fucking hope so. I hope it's like, I hope it's like Big Tyrone from YouTube. <laughs> Hello, my name is Kratos. <laughs> Hades, <laughs> I will destroy you. You killed my family. Wasn't that dude on Fiverr? They're just going to pay him five bucks to do the whole fucking movie. <laughs> That'd be cool if it was Debo from Friday, if, but he's dead. Oh, but. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> In Sparta, uh, every oh, fucking, 60 uh, seconds, a minute passes. <laughs> in Sparta, every 60 seconds, a man kills his family. Together we can stop this. We must kill Ares. That would That'd be, be epic. Awesome. I'd pay to see that. I would. Yeah, uh, anyways, it's supposed to be coming out. I don't know when, but in talks for God, uh, God of War. I must do some research into this. Do you think they're, you think they're going to make it the Viking, uh, you know, like North talking about the new one era for for the HBO Max. I have no idea. I mean, he's more known for like the Greek thing, you know, because uh, what there was like four or five games based on the Greek mythology of Kratos. Yeah, I, that's kind of like one thing. Like I I was thinking about when they when they made the Norse video games. I was kind of like that's quite an interpretation, but like mm. at the same time, and he fucking killed. Everyone in Greek mythology. He killed you. You kill pretty much every beast and god imaginable in the God of War series. Yes, I mean, where else every are they gonna go with it? You know. <clears throat> well, I'm really surprised he didn't go to Egypt because I feel like that would be like the next step. I'm just like, hey, he's gonna go to Egypt because you know a lot of people know about the gods there. But it's like, or like maybe Rome. He would have gone to like Rome. Although those gods are basically the Greek gods, just with different names. I wonder if it's because the whole Viking thing has been 
hip over the past couple of years. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I it, that might be. It might just be because the guy who created it, it also has kind of like a infatuation with Viking culture. And so I'm sure there's a video that explains why he did it, and I haven't watched it yet. So yeah. fuck all of you. Um, <laughs> right. That's the end of that. <laughs> Whatever reason he did it, I'm glad he did. And because it fits, it just, it just, I don't know, it just works. Like, it's like the Viking world is brutal and dark, and Kratos is a dark, brutal character. And so it's like, yeah, you picked the, they picked the right setting for a character like yeah. that. You know, now that I think about it, a lot of the uh, different pantheons from different cultures have very brutal and violent backstories. There's a lot of potential there for any IP, whether it's a game or a series or movies or what, you know, like Egypt you could do, obviously Rome and Greece, those have been done to death, but you could even do, you know, the old Sumerian gods and, uh, do Mongolian, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Just do a fucking movie. Well, you can never do a modern film about Genghis Khan. That movie would be the most non PC film ever, ever made. (laughs) Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's quite a bit. I actually kind of like, I'm surprised they haven't made like an HBO Game of Thrones type thing about like Egyptian culture. I mean, like you have the show Rome and um, that took place around the time of Julius Caesar. And like they go to Egypt for the Cleopatra storyline. But it's like, I mean, it's not Egypt. It's it's, it's not uh, like, you know, ancient Egypt. It's more like kind of like the modern modernized ancient Egypt, the the Ptolemy Egypt. And so. It would be cool to have like a show that's like, yeah, it's like takes place in like, you know, maybe during the time of Ramses or King Tut and. You know, or have they had a show like that with the Egyptians at all? Like, not the, that, like to my a, knowledge, no. Like a season one, season two, like where it's been kind of like a, you know the Vikings thing. Yeah, and, no, I don't think so. No, um, and if they have, it's slipped under my radar. Mm, me but, too. No, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely these are very interesting timelines and and times in history. So I, I would like that. I like that. <laughs> so, well, uh, we're here to talk about Northmen, so I think we should do that now. Yeah, so this has been on your mind for quite a while, like you said. Best movie of the year so far for you. Mm. I loved it. Um, I We need more movies like this. And I don't mean Viking films, although I do also mean Viking films. <clears throat> but a movie that's just so fucking honest, and all it wanted to do was tell a story, and it did. And one of my favorite things about it is that the message... The woke shit is not in it at all. And that pissed off a lot of people because, you know, in, in a day like today, it's like, you know, there has to be the right, there has to be an even amount of women and men in movies or even more women. There have to be more people of color in movies. And like a lot of people, I'm sure not a lot of people, but that vocal minority that's on the internet known as Twitter and all those fucking cancerous sites were like, oh, how come there's no people of color in this story? It's like, well, because this takes place in like dark ages, Sweden and Russia. And like back then there weren't really a lot of people from the Southern hemisphere or the Eastern hemisphere in that part of the world. This is before colonials colonization and, and people weren't really like intermarrying with other races. wasn't really a thing, uh, at least not in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. And so like, sure, you know, I'm all about giving everyone a chance, but you also have to be uh, historically accurate when you're making a movie like this. And this movie did its damnedest to be historically accurate. And so uh, that's another thing I love about it is like even, the, even like, everything from the clothes they wear to like even some of the hairstyles um, is pretty historically accurate. Um, and you just that's kind of like that's what I love about like period pieces in general. I think period pieces. Yeah, because it's like you you want when you're watching period pieces, you want to be like 
in my for me personally i want to be like taken back to that world i want to be teleported to to the time of the vikings or the time of rome or egypt or wherever and i want to know how they lived how they talked what their customs were even if they don't match up with uh modern uh social political correctness like i don't care i want to know what it was like back then so show me the truth don't show me a modernized version of what you think it should have been or or really maybe was and and so that's what I loved about this movie. I mean, like, I mean, the the world is brutal. There's, you can make the argument that there is no good person in the whole movie, because like, there's even that scene where after they, after like one of the best scenes in the movie, like after they raid that Russian town, they just line up all those kids and women and put them in a building and set it on fire, and like you just hear them all screaming, and it like that's brutal, and and Amleth just sits there, and it's like. Wow, <laughs> I, I would not expect them to do that in a movie like this, but they did it, and uh, it was sick. Yeah, I mean, I think any movie like this is is definitely going to have some Hollywood aspect to it, no matter what. You know, certain things are going to have to be changed just to make it more palatable as a film. But, you know, Egger specifically, it's obvious that he takes a lot of care to make sure that everything is as accurate as possible. I mean, you know, from the way that the... Was it the director? Uh, yeah. Okay. Robert Eggers. So, I mean, you take a look at the way that the long ships were built. I mean, they actually built those, you know, to the specifications that they would have built, would have been built for the time period. And, you know, doing a little bit of research into how they built the village, it's actually, those are actual real buildings that they built like they would have been built for the period. They're not just elaborate sets that were set up. To the point to where I remember watching a video interview with uh, Skarsgård where he's basically like, yeah, it's almost like he didn't even have to act because he's he's so immersed because they've taken such painstaking care to make everything yeah. legitimate. I think, I, yeah, I think I heard him say the same thing in one, one of the interviews or even the same one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like even, you know, as you know, I've, I've done a lot of acting in my years and like, you know, when, when the set is convincing enough, it, it does become a lot easier to kind of immerse yourself in the role and in the story. Because you're like, yeah, every, everything, everything around me is saying that you're in this movie. You're in like, this is real. This isn't a movie almost. So it's, it's hard to like, I mean, not obviously if you have your smartphone out, then yeah, it's very easy to get lost in, in modern bullshit. But it's like, if you're, if you're in it, if you're living in it, it's, it's, it's hard to deduce uh, reality from fiction, I guess. So no, yeah, yeah. That's true. But sometimes they're never really fully accurate because what I'll do is I'll go see a movie, like a period piece, and then I'll go read about the actual mythology of the character or the story, and it doesn't really line up to what the movie is because yeah. they have to make it a movie. So, you know, they'll probably twist some things around and be like, okay, well, this didn't really happen, but, you know, we're going to grab your attention and make it more of like a brutal fight. Yeah. Of just like and they have create people, they like take that. creative liberties in movies a lot of the times and sometimes it's for the best a lot of times it's for the worst and i think in this movie they did a good job like i mean this is based off the viking saga called omleth which is what shakespeare based hamlet off of he literally just took the letter h and put it at the beginning of the word instead of the end and so although even in this it's like the the saga and the movie are slightly or like not even slightly like they're pretty different i mean like the overall premise is the is there like all the Omelette's dad is killed by the uncle and then he swears revenge. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, if you know Hamlet, it's a typical you, story though. <clears throat> I've seen it in a lot of movies too. Well, yeah, but I mean, a lot of those stories are based off of this like, because it's like, you know, a lot of people take, you know, a lot of people have taken Shakespearean, uh, 
uh, aspects of well, well of Shakespeare's work. Sorry to sound redundant, but like they've taken like you know bits of his work and they've applied it to like their own movies. Like I, I I've initially I mean Sons of Anarchy that's Hamlet, that's the story of Hamlet, and the uh, I mean, the, the, version the, of Hamlet. The, yeah, the creator uh, um, uh, Kurt Sutter said the same thing. He's like, yeah, I'm basing this off of Hamlet. Not not completely to the point where it's it's like literally a, a, a beat for beat ripoff, but it's like yeah, the idea of like a young prince-like character whose father is killed by the the king the current king the mom is in cahoots with it you know and then there's all this drama that goes around it which normally leads to the death of everybody because i'm pretty sure that's how hamlet ends too if my memory serves i think like everyone dies and so and that's the same thing with this movie spoilers same thing with this movie it's the same thing with sons of anarchy like all your like beloved characters from season one are all dead mostly so yeah yeah, I mean, maybe there's just something to be said about how effective it is as a story that can be told and reinterpreted. You know, I think that's probably one of the main reasons why I liked it is because it just ties up so nicely and it works so effectively as a journey, you know, of that story. Yeah. I mean, Lion King, too. It's the same. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Circle of Life could be like, you know, Valhalla. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so... Yeah, no, it's it's although this story has been told, you know, many times over, you know, it's it's the story was told well. And like I said, it was honest and it was like it felt like all the characters behaved like each of those characters would have in that time period. Um, And you can even if we want to be woke about it, it's like, hey, like both the female characters are strong female leads. You know, Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicole Kidman are, are they're not they're not stupid women in the story like they're smart. Um, Nicole Kidman's a conniving evil bitch <laughs> and then like you know uh, Anya Taylor-Joy she's smart she's creative you know her character I mean um, and this is Olga right yeah okay yeah so I wanted to bring up Olga really quick but yeah um. yeah no I mean that's, that's pretty much it it's like it's like the you can create that's the other thing too like you can have a story like this w- the Witcher books are like this where it's like you can have all these women that <clears throat> are flawed and are not perfect people but at the end of the day they're not stupid and they're not caricatures they're just like no like you know we, we like like pretty much all the women in the in the in the witcher story are like strong empowered women like like all of them mm-hmm. and so um I still need to finish that fucking series but well the show's <laughs> trash it's it's <laughs> fucking garbage um i still haven't finished season two i don't think i'm going to i i just it it sucks um, but I dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> you sure did. And everyone's trying to be like, it's the next Game of Thrones. I'm like, well, if it was the next Game of Thrones, there'd be way more tits and like the dialogue would be more like compelling and like, yeah, it's it's not the next Game of Thrones. Nothing's going to be the next Game of Thrones. We don't need another Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, I feel like they they did. I'm not going to say everything that you can do with that kind of series, but I, I, I feel like they did enough with it to where what we... What we need is not another rehash of a, you know, uh, Middle Ages with fantasy kind of thing that's going to try to subvert your expectations at the same time while still trying to play on medieval tropes. You know, we need something a little bit different than that, I think. Yeah. Well, don't they have that spinoff show coming out soon? Yeah, but I mean, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> that's a, they also have like a Lord of the Rings show coming out. Oh, yeah. That's uh the... The fantasy community is not happy about that at all. I only saw um, a trailer. That was it. Was oh, the trailer out? There's a trailer. The Lord out. of the Rings trailer. Oh, I think there is something uh, like that. I could be wrong. Well, there's Don't pictures. Quote me on there's that. pictures from it, and they're the biggest problem with that show is that, uh, from what we can see at least, is that uh, there's a. I mean, it's a lot of. It's just full of wokeism. 
It's full, filled a bit. Mm-hmm. You're not going to top the movies. You're not going to top the movies, but more importantly, like you can't deconstruct Tolkien's work. Like there's there's the character Galadriel, a Kate Blanchett's character from the movie. So yeah, she's like hot. the head elf chick. Right? She's yeah. so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's like a picture of her. There's like a still of her, of her character, not of the same actress, um, fighting in like some battle. She wasn't a warrior. She wasn't a shield maiden. She is like a, a an elvish like kind of witch, but like she doesn't fight. She doesn't wear armor. That's not canon in the books at all. There's like black dwarves, black elves, like people of color and all this stuff. And it's like the thing the, the thing about these fantasy stories is that they're all supposed to be based off of like parts of like northwestern Europe or in the case of Witcher, Eastern Europe. Like that's what these stories are like they're they're mirroring like you know oh like we're we're gonna mirror like um i mean lord of the rings fuck i mean like those runes he uses are actual real like runes those are real viking runes nordic runes that he uses in his movies or in his books rather um you know and like yeah everything like technically lord of the rings is supposed to be like a precursor story to western europe like technically speaking it's history, even though it's not, it's fantasy, but like, it's technically supposed to be like, what if before modern history, there was this entire other history that happened? Yeah. I hear an ice cream truck. I know. Me too. Dude, I haven't heard an ice cream truck in decades. <laughs> You're going to go run outside right now? He's fucking, hey, you guys take uh, Venmo? No, my friend, no. Where are them God of War bars? <laughs> But uh, yeah, you had Kratos bars. <laughs> but um, you know, and so like, yeah, you have you have these stories that are supposed to be mimicking, you know, uh, Anglo history, and then people once again getting back to the diversity thing. They're like, well, what if we had this in it? And it's like, yeah, but that's not. First of all, that's those. None of these characters are in the story. None of those characters look like that in the story. Second of all, I I, I get what you're trying to do. It's like, well, we we want we want to be included. It's like, well, then write your own write your own fantasy story that mm-hmm. takes place in you know, a world where there's more, you know, people of color, like write your own story. Don't, don't take ours. And, and, and when I say ours, I just mean everyone's like, don't, don't take these stories and deconstruct them and bastardize them to fit a political yeah, yeah. agenda. You know, God, I'm, st- I'm going to think I, about ice cream. That now. ice cream truck is loud <laughs> now. Yeah, I can hear it. But any, anyways, so. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting how you'll have a movie like the Northman where, it's obviously not trying to project a counter wokeism message, but because it's not on the woke side, people still project that onto it. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why, you know, the, the community reception to this movie, at least from what I've seen online and comment threads and whatever has been, um, not as positive as I expected. Well, it's, it's very easy to get caught up in the Twitter distraction, you know, in, in the Tumblr of, of like, oh, well, we hate this because uh, racism, yada, yada. But it's like the majority of people who have seen it, you know, even I mean, fuck, man, our friend Nehemiah, our Eritrean buddy, he loves this movie and he's black. And he, he, yeah, that ice cream truck's loud. <laughs> this is going to be the new intro for the uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> what song is this, by the way? It's an old, like, kind of, like, 1800s tune, like an old Western. They play this on the piano. Oh, okay. What if you just came out and Cannibal Corpse is playing out of an ice cream truck? Oh, my God. I'd be like, we're stopping this podcast. And we're going to go fucking get some ice cream. Going to get some, some Cannibal bars. Yeah. A bar some like... I-cum ice cream. <laughs> I-cum ice cream. 
Where's your uh, vanilla wrapped in barbed wire? <laughs> <laughs> I need that. I need that badly. Ice creamed at birth. Um, anyway, so, no, it's like, you know, we, we have a friend. You know, I, I have many friends who are people of color who, 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 like, who not only love Viking culture, but they've seen these movies. And not once are they asking, oh, I need... I need to have someone who looks like me in the movie. They're just like, no, like I understand where this, what the story is based off of. I understand what part of the world it was written in. I'm fine with that. And like, I think most normal people are just fine with the fact that, yeah, oh, Northman's got a bunch of white Vikings. Okay, cool. Like, I don't care. I just want to see him. Like most people, they just want to be entertained. That's yeah, what I yeah. learned. They don't care about politics. They don't care about representation in films. They just want to be entertained. And they want a story that, you know, is relatable in some way and makes sense. I mean, you can take the story of, I mean, Lion King takes place in what you would assume Africa. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the story of Hamlet. It's the story of Omleth. It's just a different, it's just a different oh, setting. Oh, but the, but the good lions are lighter colored and the, the bad lions <laughs> are scars, uh, it's, dark, it's dark true. fur. And the hyenas are darker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always like you a hidden you, movie you, in a movie. You, you can't, know? you can't win them all guys. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I think it, you know, it goes back to the whole idea that you're going to find what you're looking for. You know, if you try to interpret a movie like Northman, you know, in the lens of you're looking for an excuse to call it a cry for white supremacy, you know, you're going to find it because all it takes is, oh, look, there there are no people of color in this movie. So therefore, that's intentional, right? Yeah. Yes, it is intentional in this case, but not out of racism, but it's out of historical accuracy. Just well, like, I don't look at the movie yeah. and think about that kind of shit. I mean, no. this was just, I'm entertained by the movie. The story's amazing, and I don't think about the woke racist shit because I just don't care, yeah. really. I don't I don't w- watch a movie like this and go, oh my God, what the fuck, they're all white. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, well, because I, like I said, I just don't, I think most people don't care. I think most people just want a, a cohesive story. Yeah. And when I saw, okay, first of all, when I saw this, I was fucking hammered the first time I saw it. <laughs> I was wasted. That's <laughs> and every I was movie, like screaming it? in the theater and it was like I like my friends were like dude you're like you're like going nuts right now. I'm like I'm sorry. I love this shit. Holy fuck. I was so drunk that all I all I remember are bits of it. I'm like okay, Hamlet. That's all I remember is Hamlet. And then like I saw it again. I'm like, "Whoo, there's a lot I missed." And I saw it again I think with uh, by myself or with you, Nick. I think uh second time it was either the second or third time that you saw it. We went and saw it together. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw it. By you my... saw it by yourself the second time. Yeah. Because I, I remember you posting on your story about it and yeah. how you were saying it. Well, was I, you, so you guys have seen it twice. I've seen it three times. He's seen okay. it twice. Uh, so. I'm, yeah, I've, I've seen it twice. And I think I watched like the majority of it again for a third time. And I ended up. Yeah, I watched it. I, I watched it online, actually. I didn't go to the theater. I actually watched it online with Gabby. And. Um, she it's funny because she saw the movie the exact same day and then she watched it again with me. Oh, nice. so she's just like, you know, I thought like, what the fuck? Like, how can you watch the same movie? Have you guys ever done that? Watched the same movie like twice in one day? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Dark Knight Rises for me. I watched that twice in one day when it came out in theaters. No. Um, or when it came out on like DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember we bought it when it came out on Blu-ray. Watched it twice because I mean back then I was really into that movie for yeah. some reason. We all were. We all were. Yeah, I saw I mean, it four times in theaters. The Dark Knight maybe, Rises, maybe five. Yeah, I think it was four. Yeah, but I remember. I remember the fourth time I saw it. I, I'm sure I brought this up in the Dark Knight trilogy episode. But I remember the fourth time I saw it. I was at my old friend Riddler, and um, <laughs> his last name's Ridley, but we called him Riddler. And um, 
that that scene towards the end where he's talking about the bomb and he's like, I could get it out over the bay. My <laughs> friend just fucking laughs his ass off. Nick, weren't you there? It was you, me, and Riddler. Maybe at Reading I don't, Cinemas I don't, probably. Like ten years ago, yeah. and fucking Riddler just cracked up because it's like, God, his fucking that guy's voice. Anyways, tangenting. Back I, to uh, Vikings, right? <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, what was your impression of the movie when you first saw the trailer? Because when I saw that this was going to be an A24 film and it was going to be Eggers, I thought that this movie was going to be much more like a horror film. So I love A24 films. Just by, by the tone oh, yeah, me too. By the tone of the trailer, I definitely got more of an action story epic vibe. Yeah. I didn't get a horror vibe at all from it. Um, I guess it's just because, you know, the witch and the lighthouse, yeah. which we should touch on because those are awesome. We will. No, we absolutely will. Um, no, you know, I definitely got an action vibe from it. And I remember seeing bits because they, they, they fucking I, all over the place. I saw the, the one scene where he raids the Russian village and like, you know, it's all one shot. Right. So it's like, you know, he fucking throws a spear, climbs a fence, hacks a bunch of dudes, bites a guy's neck off and howls like a wolf. Like that's fucking sick and fucked up. But like, I remember I kept seeing bits of it. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it yet. Like I, I saw the trailer was happy with it. And then people like kept posting those scenes online. I'm like, no, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. Cause I'm like, I have to go into this movie. Just, 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 you know, just not knowing anything. And so watching the trailer, like I said, I, I kind of, I didn't know that it was, it, it had more of kind of like a period piece feel to it. it like it, when I saw the trailer, it, I felt like more like I was going to watch like a movie that was going to have like modern dialogue that was going to feel more like, I don't know, like a gladiator type movie where like they talk like they like they're in the early 2000s and like everyone sounds modern. But in this, it's like they they one of the things I like this movie to kind of talk about the meat and bones of the film is like the dialogue feels like not all of it, but a lot of the dialogue feels like it's out of a fucking saga. And I've read a, through a few sagas and listened to audiobooks of sagas and I've listened to the poetic Edda, the saga of the Volsungs, you know, and like the way they speak in this movie as well as in the, in the uh, sagas are very poetic. And the idea of like yeah. people throwing curses at each other and the curses come true. That's so saga. That's so Viking saga. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. Um, I think the line that stick stucks out sticks out to me the most is uh when he's talking about how he's gonna at th- that same evening he's gonna kill a couple more dudes. And he and he says something to the effect of like, This evil spirit will ride again tonight or something like that. Yeah. You know? And that's like the whole film. Yeah, because if someone not, talked like that in real life, they'd laugh at you. Right, and it, but it's not like a cheesy way of doing it. Yeah, it's like very. It's serious, but it doesn't take itself so seriously that it ends up being comedic. Yeah, which is kind of a fine line, honestly. Yeah. So I dug that, for sure. Yeah, this this movie did a very good job at at being able to kind of have these serious epic elements without it being laughable. I mean, dude, he fights a fucking Draugr. Uh, ice like a like a undead yeah like, I noticed that. Zombie. so was that in his mind or did he actually that's kind of the fun part about this movie is you don't know what's real and what isn't and like i think it's i it's, didn't feel like it was yeah. fantasy yeah really because well you know in sagas are very fantastical I, I think in the in the book he actually does like talk to in the saga rather he talks to ghosts or some shit i honestly probably i probably could have found the saga and read the whole fucking thing before i got here but i never oh did. no I, I absolutely do think it happened you know yeah. yeah i think it i think it was a you know like a physical thing but it's um how would you describe it it's like it happens it, not i don't want to say like a like a time travel or like another dimension kind of thing 
But I mean, a lot of the really important parts of this movie are like supernatural occurrences. Yeah. I mean, Odin shows up. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, yeah. Oh, that was Odin. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's when he, when he brings down the, the Ravens to cut open his restraints. That's so that he right. Can yeah. And you, and you see a dude there with a robe and a staff and two birds. And yeah. I mean, there's, there's no other interpretation of that. I mean, at that point, all of the like, uh, ambiguity as far as the supernatural element of that movie goes out the window. Cause you're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, that's Odin. Odin's Ravens are chewing these restraints so that he can fulfill the prophecy with, you know, but I mean, yeah. And, and that's all up to interpretation up to that point, whether or not the witch is real, whether or not the shaman is real, whatever. But as soon as that happens, it's like, okay, we've got real gods interacting with, you know, the, the world. So, well, that made me question if Olga, I asked you this question, if she was like a sorceress, if she was like some sort of witch, was she like a gypsy? I mean, she, she was more kind of like a spiritual, uh, how do I put this? Cause she wasn't a witch. She, she had like, cause he would be like, you know, what are your gods saying? Like, what are your gods? Cause it's like, they, they had like, cause the, those, the Slavs weren't like really necessarily Vikings. They were more kind of like, just like Eastern pagan mm-hmm. people. Although, you know, Russia is based off the Viking, you know, tribe, the Rus, obviously. So it's like, they're, they're not saying that none of them had Viking uh, history in, in, in their stories, but it's like, uh, she specifically, I think, is supposed to be something separate from the Nordic uh, magic and folk. And I, I don't, I wouldn't really say she was like a witch, but she was supposed to be spiritually connected to like the earth. She was kind of had like this Mother Gaia type kind of vibe to her. Um, yeah, like religious in some way, but not like a sorceress. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, you mentioned Odin. Uh, I watched a video where he talks about he's like Odin shows up like way more than you think he does. It's like that one guy who's that old man who's getting them ready for the raid. When it's like, like shed your human form, become wolf. Like that one, like that they were having that big, like tribal thing where it's like in the middle of the night, there was a bonfire and they were all like dancing. Right. There's talks. That's Odin. And the shaman and the shaman uh, under yeah. the fucking underground. That's Odin. Yeah. Right. You know, what's really funny. Okay. So he had the he witch, they called him. I mean, we can go over the plot, but we don't really need to, but uh, Willem Dafoe <laughs> yeah. is in this film. Oh, and like uh, so apparently like he got killed. Uh, what was his brother's name? Fjolnir? Fjolnir. Yeah. So I guess he, his people might have killed Dafoe's yeah, character. Yeah. So, well, they, they talk about the the, the shaman, uh, he which is what he was, the character's name is, uh, talks about, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, after your father was killed, Fjolnir killed Hamir because he was obnoxious and didn't stand him. But he was like but a jester, right? Wasn't he like a, he's a, a court jester basically. Yeah, yeah. But the thing, of, and it's funny cause we talked about it in that one Batman episode. It's like, you know, the jester's privilege, but um, in, in, in the, in uh, Norse mythology, Odin has the head of Mimir who he consults. And he's like kind of like another magical being. He's a god. And Mimir's in, in, the, in the game. Is he in God of yeah. War? So yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. head. Okay. Yeah, he's the head. Oh, wow. Mim- I didn't even know that. I forgot I forgot how That he reminded was... me of it. When I saw yeah. that scene, I was like, yeah. is this the guy from God of War? There's like... talks that, like, that that was actually that like that Nor- uh, Willem Dafoe was actually Mimir and, and that character is Odin. And like and he took Mimir's head and yada, yada. There's there's all which is fucking cool. Like if you know the sagas and, and the Norse mythology, it's cool because you're like, hey, like I get that. That makes sense. Like that's it. You know, I thought the head was going to come to life. Like he was going to start moving his eyes and his mouth. But yeah. he didn't because he can hear the voice. But yeah. I'm like, hello, little cub. <laughs> hello, Spider-Man. Oh, wait, wrong movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I loved about this movie is that it it weaves in the Norse mythology without beating you over the head with it. And I think uh, in a, a lot of the opinions that I encountered while, you know, scrolling Facebook on this, uh, you know, like an ad would come up for, for the Northman. I'm like, oh, I wonder what people are saying about it, whether they liked it, you know, what the reaction is. And a lot of people that I saw, they didn't really understand it per se. And my thought on that is, like I said before, I like how they they weave in the Norse mythology element without beating you over the head with it. So it's not like super obvious. And I wonder how many people don't know anything about Norse mythology, like even on a basic level. So they don't understand what the Valkyrie was. They don't understand what Odin was, right? So it's yeah. kind of like they don't have the background in order to get the plot. I wonder if that was a big problem for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of viewers from a movie like The Northman... This is silly, but the closest thing they would probably know to uh, North Norse mythology is Thor, the Marvel movies. I mean, either that or Vikings. Yeah, but I think Thor for a lot of people, they look at a movie like Thor, you know, Avengers or something like, oh, that's how it is, you know, Odin and Loki and all the other kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I wonder what their frame of reference is going into it, because I thought. You know, I wonder if a lot of people thought that this movie was going to be something like Game of Thrones or something like Vikings, right? Because yeah. if the if if Thor and Vikings and Game of Thrones and and even Witcher like are the only um, you know mythological medieval type stories that they have for their reference, they're going to get something completely different out of this movie than that. And I mean, me personally, I loved it because I feel like I'm the target audience for that movie. Like I have a very kind of basic understanding of Norse mythology. And so having that little bit of knowledge and seeing this movie, like it, it clicked all the, all the boxes for me, but for someone who doesn't have that, maybe not. Yeah. I, I, I imagine for the uninitiated to Norse mythology and Viking culture, it might come off a little more confusing. Like the movie does have that artistic element to it. It's not as artsy and interpretive as Lighthouse, which I didn't like when I saw it. I didn't think it was bad. I'm like, no, this is this is Still a good movie. It. Yeah, and we won't go too much into oh, you haven't seen it. If you haven't no, seen I have it, yeah, oh, we, I gotta we, see it. You yeah. I was gonna say that's you, one with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's it's a it is a good movie. It's weird for me to say this. It is a good movie, but I didn't enjoy it. I'm not a, really a fan of those really artsy kind of like. Oh, everything's up for interpretation. Uh, up for interpretation. Like, what does this mean? What is what does that mean? I'm just like, dude. I, I'm I'm more of a simple guy, or and maybe I'm stupid, but I'm more of the guy. that's like, you can you can have uh, retrospective kind of artistic movies or introspective rather. Excuse me, introspective artistic films, but like there needs to be a cohesive storyline versus just like, oh yeah, every scene's just like art and interpretation, and you have no no idea what's going on. And like, I remember like seeing the movie. I'm like, this is good. I don't enjoy it though, and I'm not going to see it again. I do want to see it again, but at the time when I saw it, I'm like, I don't. I'm probably never going to watch this again. Have you watched it a second time yet? I've not yet. No. Oh, okay. No, but I know. But I know yeah. it's. I I know it's a good film. I just don't like movies like that. Yeah. Great I, acting though. Fucking a. Great acting. I, yeah. I feel like that movie was very much um, something that it's it's something that you just kind of let wash over you. You know, it's not really something that you try to think too hard about because if you think too hard about it, it, it'll mess you up because there's so many different ways of looking at it. Right. Yeah. But that movie as an experience is just, 
I don't know. I find it incredibly entertaining. But I had that same, uh, you know, visceral reaction to it when I first saw it. Because, yeah, I was going into it expecting a coherent storyline with, uh, you know, that it was just going to develop into, you know, like a, like a natural story. And it just didn't. But it's like every single moment of that movie is its own special brand of amazing. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not the ending that's the payoff. It's not the, you know, the rising and falling action that's important. It's the whole thing. It's the journey. And yeah, yeah but it's like, it's, it's the journey, but it's the journey where every step in the journey is equal. Whereas with other stories, I mean, even like this one, you might find that certain parts are, you know, I mean, they're still cool, but they're not as important as other parts. You know, obviously right. the second act in Northmen's not going to be as important as like the climax or the ending, you know, whereas with Lighthouse, it's just so disjointed from a regular narrative that the whole thing is its own experience. It has to be experienced yeah. as a whole. Yeah. And th- and that's why I would still say that despite I didn't enjoy it particularly all that much, that Lighthouse is a good movie. It's well made. I'm happy that it was made. And I'm happy that others were able to understand it better and enjoy it. Um, the Witch is a little more of a um, understandable story. It's it's really fucking dark and fucked up. Um, but that movie's amazing. I think that was Anya Taylor Joy's first movie, as well. So you've seen I that, think right, she was Jason? Also, yeah, no, I haven't seen The Witch either. You haven't seen The Witch? Oh, Motherfucker, okay, what yeah, are you doing on this podcast? Actually, the I first, was just about the to first spoil movie. It. I oh, we were right. Yeah, I really yeah. want to talk about the end of that movie, but I guess um, not. yeah, this is this is. About Vikings, bro. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. All right. Um, well, well, that's the another... first movie. The first movie I ever saw her in was um, Glass or or Split. Was well, Split, she... and then she was in Glass. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, to, to talk about which, without spoiling it, the which rather is like that's another movie where Robert Eggers pays attention to detail as well as like I mean e- even the way they speak is very old school. Um, you well, know, can barely understand it half the time. Yeah, and I fucking love my, my British homie. I forgot his fucking name. But the guy's like, we must not kill Black Phillip. And his voice is just mm-hmm. really raspy. And he's also in this movie. He shows up at towards the end of Northman. He's on the boat where he's like, I thought Fjolnir's son or whoever was supposed to be joining you on your journey. And like just really raspy English voice. I fucking love it. But um, no, that's another movie that's that is just incredible attention to detail and just great performances dark twisted fucked up ending like is awesome i understood everything that was going on in the movie mm. you know and you can also interpret like well who is the witch because you initially you're, you're told to believe that the witch is whoever initially does the thing in the beginning of the movie i won't say anything else so jason isn't spoiled yeah you gotta watch <laughs> it dude i'm gonna but, watch it I promise. but at, at the same time there's like there's so many like uh there's so many parts of that movie where it's like these our characters are communicating with Black Phillip and the devil, and you're like, wait, who is the witch? Because they're all everyone's kind of communicating and like making deals, and so that's all I'm gonna say because Jason right. hasn't okay. seen it. But. Well, I mean, that's that's another thing I've noticed about A24 films in general is that uh, there there is this mystery element usually that leads up to around the ending of the movie, and then everything gets revealed, and then it's. It's a really cool payoff, and half the time you have no idea what to expect, which yeah. I really like. You know, you don't know if there's uh, there's going to be a subversion of your expectation where the main you know horror element is going to be 
something different than you expected or if you've been leaning up to what you expected the whole time yeah. you know uh it's so hard to talk about it without spoiling it yeah you don't there's, there's you can never like it's almost always worth it to give an a24 movie a shot um and that's why yeah I, I honestly i didn't i didn't know or care who the fuck was directing northman or what fucking studio was heading it i was like vikings i'm in and then it's like oh 824 robert eggers might be robert eggers and then i got worried i'm like well, oh no is this movie gonna be like really artsy to the point where i don't understand it i'm like if it's anything like lighthouse i'm gonna be pissed well you know what was another a24 movie was um we watched it together was good time i hate that movie <laughs> i hate good time and i hate uh, uh uncut gems and those are both written and directed okay. by the same guy never seen uncut gems it's 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 okay without spoiling either of those movies both those movies have a have a thing of being like these like these adventurous stories where you have this main character and all this like really kind of like witty fun dialogue and it's a very anti-climatic story where it's like you're following your hero and then you're not supposed you're not even sure if he's the hero or if he's the villain of the story and at the end of the story he loses and you're like pretty much i sat through like two hours two and a half hours of this like I feel like shit now. I just kind of feel bad. Like the character who I was following, who I was like wanting to like see win doesn't win and just loses everything. I'm like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, that feels like a huge waste of time. It's, 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 it's like the antsy climax stories. Like it's, it's kind of like, it has that game of Thrones element to it and specifically like season eight game of Thrones where it's, yeah, it's like, like the whole subverting your expectations yeah. kind of thing. And, and that's kind of, I think the, the habit of the director slash writers and, and although the performances for those movies were great, the style was great. I just hate the stories. I hate the story for the, both those films. And so, anyways. But this is a good A24 movie. No, yes. It's like A24, you know, a lot of their movies can be hit or miss, but I'm happy. I'm still happy that A24 makes movies because they seem like one of the few studios that are making movies, not only for money, because everyone makes movies for money, but for the sake of telling a story. Mm. And I appreciate that. At least they got me fooled. It seems like that's what they're doing. But no, uh, you know, Northman is, has, is, has incredible acting. Even up, oh, someone's trying to break in. Uh, incredible uh, music. I mean, the music itself is very pagan and and like you know, I mean, I mean the cinematography is amazing, you know. And I mean, it's just I don't know. I don't really have a lot of complaints about the movie. Um, what do you think of Ethan Hawke's? Um, you know, I didn't really know that was him until because when we started talking, I was telling you this. He sounds like Christopher Lambert. It's really weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah, you're telling um, me that. that scene though where him and. Um, the young version of um Amleth. Amleth. um they act like they're dogs or something yeah. like that do not be frightened do as i do yeah well, do, do you think that was like a passing of the torch from him it was a ceremony it was it was like basically <laughs> i saw another thing where it's like yeah the majority of this movie like everyone's high everyone's on mushrooms like <laughs> like in that scene like because that was like a that was very common in in old nordic pagan rituals like you take mushrooms and you have an experience and you yada yada like in that scene where they're drinking the water as dogs, like, and then the, shortly after Amleth starts tripping out, it's like, yeah, he was shrooming. Mm. Like he, the most the people are shrooming. Do you remember that scene where like um, Olga puts the mushrooms in the soup and like dudes just start killing themselves and each other? Like a lot of the like the <laughs> I didn't know the guy with the, with the with the no nose. It was um, I thought he like died, but then he well he got he, he got stabbed. Yeah, but like there's a, there's like scenes where it's like all the men are losing their minds and all the dogs are going nuts, and a dude just falls to the ground, and starts stabbing himself in the neck. Repeatedly. Yeah, I'm like holy shit. And it's like supposed to represent like kind of like they're all high and like they're all being like killed by the gods. And, and it's funny. Another uh, interpretation someone had is like, oh, yeah, this story is kind of like ultimately also kind of like the war between like Freyr and uh, Odin. Because like Fjolnir's whole thing is about like, he keeps talking about Freyr and he's a farmer and he's a shepherd. And that's kind of like Freyr's whole thing. The god um, he's got a fertility 
And so versus Odin, who's a god of war, a god of vengeance, you know. And so like the whole movie is kind of not only like the story of Amleth and uh, wanting revenge against Fjolnir, but it's also the story of Odin and Freyr. Um, so that's kind of like a hidden meaning. Between yeah, it's just kind of it's another it's another element to the story. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I thought that was really interesting, too. But I was like, yeah, I mean, like man, half the movie, like they're all tripping out on something, you know, <laughs> and, and I love that because that also ties into like, yeah, you don't know what's real and what isn't. And that's kind of like one of the fun parts about the movie. You know, um, you can even say that entire scene with Bjork, who uh, she's she was. The <laughs> that was the actually point. She's in the movie. Yeah. You would you can you could interpret that entire scene as just him tripping out, like maybe a little leftover shrooms. But uh I would interpret that as, uh, like I said before, as it being completely real. Yeah. And I think what... Gives, and that's what makes it more fun when you can interpret it that way. Well, what gives that away, I think, is um, when he tries to pull the night blade to kill Fjolnir as he's walking out of the house, and the blade won't come out. It's There's this huge overarching idea throughout the movie of being a slave to your fate. And, you know, Amleth is getting pushed towards that final confrontation throughout the entire movie. Yeah. So I think having that, the the witch, I guess, yeah, that, that, isn't like that what he calls seer, her? Like yeah. a seer, yeah. Having her show up and kind of guide him back along the path is like, you know, um, I don't think that's something that he generated himself, you know, in his mind being yeah. twacked out. I think it was just, you know, that's that that was the kick in the ass that he needed to get back on the path. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. the sword, the sword, the magical sword, was it really... Blade. Yeah, was it really like magical, or was there just any? Power oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it had a. Something mind about of you had own. to get it from the gates of hell, or something like that. Uh, no, he well, he had to die. He had to, his battle had to be at the gates of hell, the the lake of fire, um, which is just the, the volcanic mountain. But, mm. um, yeah, that was kind of like another thing. It's like you know, he fight. It's a magical sword. It's it's this. It's the idea of like you need a magical sword to defeat your enemy, and like you have to you have to obtain it from the the ice zombie. I mean, it just reminded me of fucking Skyrim, dude. Like that, that, that whole scene, I'm like, I'm just thinking of Skyrim. Dude, it remind me of Aquaman. Remember when he had to actually get the, the, the pitchfork yeah. thing and he had yeah. to go through that creature. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 It was, it was, it's a, it's a very kind of common old trope. story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, uh, yeah, I mean like, what is it? He couldn't draw the blade during the day and I uh, can use it at night. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's called night blade or on, on the sword. Apparently it said Draugr, um, on the actual be the name sword. of the actual sword. Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, I mean, it's it's like that's it has that magical element, and that's kind of like the fun thing is like this movie has an element of fantasy and mythology to it, even if you want to say, oh, well, it's interpretation or you know the whole all the supernatural stuffs in his head, and at the end of the day, he just finds a sword, and it's like it's just shifty. It's got a shifty scabbard. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I just at that point, I just don't think there's really a way to interpret it that. Um you know, where it's, where there's not that supernatural component, yeah. you know, just yeah. too, too much, too much shit that's going on inside the reality of the world that just wouldn't happen if it's all in his head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. And, and that's, I, I, that's kind of how I interpret it as well. Just, I mean, cause aren't they like at the end of the movie, aren't they like fighting on a volcano naked? Wasn't it supposed to be basically to like, like stepping over fucking like pools of magma. It's like, dude, you're not getting anywhere close to one of those things. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, like how hot is one of those fucking like streams of magma? You know, yeah. like you're not getting that close to that. I mean, I, the the cool thing was too. It's just like they're both like they're both just sweating, 
Like, they're just like, fuck. And, like, you know, Alexander Skarsgård is just absolutely shredded. That fucker just did that not eat. Say, huge yeah. for this movie. Yeah. He just did not fucking, like, eat anything with fat or sugar in it. And he just got shredded. <laughs> he, he took the, the Wolverine diet. Yeah, there you go. Where you just, where you, like, all you eat is, like, clean fucking protein and greens. And then you go on a, a, a dehydration. Like, it's, it's nuts. But, anyways, um, Oh, yeah, it's kind of like another thing as far as like accuracies go. So Robert Eggers talked about this. He's like, so what we know about how Vikings looked is they all had like bowl cuts. Yeah, he he cut his hair like in the yeah. movie. And I was like, why did he do that? Yeah. To blend in? Or? Yeah. Well, yeah, he had to look less extravagant. Like a slave? Or? Like, I think the idea of like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think that, and there's probably historical evidence to back this up. I think long hair is probably more of kind of like a... um a sign of class because like when you have long hair, I mean, just for someone like me who has long hair, it takes a, it takes a lot of upkeep. And I imagine if you're poor or like if you're a raider, it's like, it's just, it's, just keep your fucking hair short. It's just easier to have. Yeah. I mean, hair. it's going to be really impractical to try to do battle when you've got, you know, you got long locks swinging yeah. around. You can't see shit. Yeah. I mean, I got to tie my hair back whenever I'm like moving amps around and trying to plug shit in. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to see anything, you yeah. know, like try to, like actually be aware in battle when you have super long hair. You know, it's funny happen. when I met yeah. you, both you guys, you, you guys had short hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in high school, my hair was a little longer than it is now. Um, and then I just, you know, I cut it like getting out of high school and Nick, this is Nick's first time ever having long, long hair. Ever since I was a kid. Yeah. 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 I mean like really young, yeah. probably like Are you ready for battle. What did you yeah, think man. though of the, uh, so there was a game, that they played, I call it the the ancient version of uh, Quidditch. Yeah, yeah, that, that was there's an actual brutal. name for the game. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, so remember that big guy that was in the movie that yeah, like the, almost that's Hofdor Bjornsson, the mountain. Yep, that's wow. the mountain. And it's funny because I'm watching, I'm like, God, that guy looks like the mountain. And then like I did research, I'm like, it is him. Then I saw it again, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the mountain. He, I mean, he like this looks like it was filmed before he like got shredded for those boxing matches. Like he just looked big, big. Yeah, but um. No, he saved, yeah. uh, he saved, what was the kid's name? Gunner? Gunner, yeah. yeah. Saved Gunner. Gunnar, if, if you kind of pronounce Gunner, it properly, yeah. but the Gunner. How did, I can't remember. How did he kill him? Like, not Gunner, but um, the, the mountain. Didn't he, he, just, he headbutted him to death, yeah. yeah. God yeah. He damn. just headbutted him to death, yeah. That's Which so I, I thought about that. I'm like, oh, he, he killed him. He didn't, like, he killed the mountain, yeah. He didn't crush his head. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Alexander Skarsgård is almost as tall as the mountain. Like, <laughs> Looks like clicking bull is off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, that's the other thing too. Like Alexander Skarsgård's like really tall. Like he's got that, he's got that pagan blood or that Scandinavian blood in him. For Dude's sure. like what six? He's like six four, six yeah, five. Yeah. yeah, he's a tall Jesus. dude. And he sounds like an American when he talks normally. He's like, "How you doing? I'm Alexander Skarsgård." He's got like a very, very mild accent. Like certain words he says, and then like in this movie, he's like, "I will have my revenge," and yelling in Old Norse and shit. Like, oh yeah, there was. Uh, Robert Eggers wanted this movie. He wanted everyone to speak Old Norse. But the producers are like, no, there's too much fucking money on this movie. That would have been cool. But mm-hmm. that also would have been a lot of work for the actors. It's like you have to learn an entire new language. Because and... there's like scenes where they're talking in Old Norse. And I think Olga at one point is like screaming in like some old Slavic language. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, so Nicole Kidman was going to touch up on her character. Um, so the land that they were on. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch up on her. Yeah. So there. the land. Um, basically that his the king or yeah he, he had the beginning so they got kicked off of it like feeling yeah because something like that because he made a point so when i thought they were reunited her and um god how do you pronounce his name omleth omleth 
um, that it was going to be some touching moment, but it wasn't. It was just like straight up like, what are you doing here? I, I didn't I wasn't forced to do this. I, I you know, was, you wanted, I wanted okay. to do this. So and, speaking of mosh pit and our geek mosh pit, this reminds me a lot of the song. Um, oh, what's the song called? Uh, well, it's it's the second to last song on the Yom's Viking album by Amon Amarth. Oh, yeah. When he goes to save yeah. her and she's like, nah, yeah. you know, she's like, fuck off. Like, I, I want like nothing to do with you. Like, I'm, I'm happy with the man I'm with. And he's like, no, you must come with me. And she's like, you fucking touch me. I'll murder you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy. And like, that's like kind of like, you know, the story of uh, Yams Viking that the album kind of like starts with like, oh, yeah, like, um, you know, uh, the first man I killed is a lyric was the, the blood, blood of a bard or whatever. Blood of something. And he's just like, uh. He's like, yeah, I killed this guy and I was going to try to run away at my woman, but I couldn't. She got taken from me. And so like he has to he runs from his village because he's an outcast. The whole story goes along. It was like, he comes back a warrior, an older warrior. And he's like, come with me. I'll set you free and I'll show you what your life would be. Um, and she's like, no, fuck off. I'm happy in my life. Kill yourself. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, you know, in that in that continuity, how much time had passed, you know, before he showed back up. I think in Yom's Viking, it's like five or ten years or something. He's like younger when he first runs away. I mean, this is it's just an album. This it's not too yeah. fleshed out, but uh, but well, it reminded me of that. Getting I, guess back I, to the, I guess I imagined that they'd both be a lot older, you know. I mean, because you know Johan Hegg's age, and I, yeah. I think the lady who um, did vocals on that song is Doro Pesh. Yeah, and I think she's and she's much older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, I mean, maybe I don't know. They were younger. They yeah. met when they were older. It didn't work out. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> but, Why did she whisper? Um, so when he killed her, she said thanks or thank you or something like that. Did you notice that? I think she kind of. Okay. So she talks about how. And I didn't actually remember this when I first saw it because I was hammered. But she talks about she's like, she's like, but my father, you are his queen. And she was just like, and she pulls the her shirt aside. And she's like, and it's the slave brand. She's like, yeah, yeah. I was a fucking slave that your dad essentially raped and then made a queen. Mm-hmm. He's just like I didn't want any of this. <laughs> like I didn't want you. Like I was a prize, and which was I hate to say it, but it was very common back then. It's like you can yeah. you a woman was a prize. Was that's what you that's how war was. Back. I'm not condoning it, but that's how it was yeah, back yeah. then. I, I think to answer your question, I think that um, technically she dies in battle, which means she goes to Valhalla at that point. Oh yeah, because she was fighting him. Okay, and then, yeah, yeah so. I'd, I'd I'd have to watch the scene again to be totally sure but that's the vibe oh, that man. I from it. well i also interpreted it as like she's like her entire life she's just been dragged around and she never had like she was she was kind of like her own version of a slave she was just a slave her entire life even if she wasn't literally in bondage she's like i just one man took me and then another man took me who i loved but i mean at the end of the day i just was living with these men and that was just how i interpreted it i don't know i mean that, that, that's a good point it could have it could have also been like oh yeah we're i'm going to valhalla this is sick i'm not going to go to hell yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, her death, you know, being stabbed in battle, you know, yeah. I guess would technically send her there. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't I, interpret it. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get the vibe that she was um, didn't want to be with Fjolnir. I got the opposite vibe actually. Yeah. That you know, yeah. that's. I mean, because that's what she says. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. So yeah. I figure, you know, I, I mean, it d- didn't seem like he treated her like a slave. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So what was like, the older son's name? The Thorier. Uh. Yeah, it was Thorier, wasn't Thorier. it? Thorier. Thorier, I think. Oh, so Thorier I was watching the scene like where he, um, it was his funeral or something yeah. like that. The family was, now they did something, wasn't like uh, Gunnar like killed, like slit his throat or he did something? He like killed that? a horse. So um, 
it's so is that funny. like a normal thing it's for so funerals? funny that same fucking scene is in viking season one when uh after um um that the, the the original earl in season one of vikings is killed by ragnar where it's like the the literally i mean I, f- I feel like they ripped it off of vikings where it's like the girl's like i see my mother i see my father i see my master he's calling to me and then like the village witch or whatever fucking kills her and then because what that represents is like hey we're about to send uh thorier i think that's how you say his name to the afterlife and you were his most beloved slave, his concubine. So we're going to send you with him. So we're going to kill you and put your fucking body on the pyre. And then we're going to send his horse. So he has, so when Valhalla, or so when Ragnarok comes, he will have his faithful steed to ride into battle. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how, that's very common in, in, in a lot of different cultures where it's like, we're going to not only um, send you to the afterlife, but we're going to send like your animals with you. So we're going to kill your animals and put them on the pyre and maybe your concubine or your wife, if she wants to go with you. And like, yeah, it was a, it's kind of like, we're going to go to the afterlife together. But mm-hmm. that like, literally like other than the horse part, that same fucking scene is in Vikings. And I'm literally, I'm like, this is like, even the dialogues the same. I was like, holy shit. Um, so the entire funeral ceremony was copied off yeah. Vikings. You think? Uh, well, I don't know. I, that type of ceremonies was very common from what we understand uh, about the historical, uh, context. Um, but I also felt like that scene, I mean, like I said, just mostly the dialogue when the girl's like, I see my mother, I see my father, I see my master, he's calling me. It's like literally the same thing. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what, maybe that was just something they said all the time mm-hmm. back then. But um, that was another thing too. After we watched uh, um, Northman Nick for the third time, I like went home. I don't know if it was that night or like the next day, but I went home and watched like Vikings and I was like, man, this show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to the movie. Like, this show fucking blows. Yeah, I personally couldn't get like through... I think I think I watched like half of season two, mm-hmm. all of season one, half of season two, and it wasn't bad, but it was just it didn't hold my attention. The thing about it, and and this kind of ends up being my problem with a lot of TV shows. I might have talked about this already in the podcast, but when when characters stop acting like people, and they start doing things that where it's like normal people wouldn't do. Like I remember like watching seasons like four and five of Vikings, and it's like everyone you just can't no one trusts anybody. Like everyone's a traitor. Uh, one guy betrays his brother because Bjorn Ironside saved him in a battle. So therefore, well, I must fight against my brother because Bjorn's fighting him and Bjorn saved my life. It's like, yeah, but that guy's your brother since birth and Bjorn saved you from a battle. And so now you're going to betray. I'm like, that's not something normal people would do. They'd be like, hey, I appreciate you saved me, but this is my boy. Like we grew up together. Like I kind of have to side with him. And there's a lot of shit like that in Vikings where it's like, like everyone's just a traitor. No one acts like a person. And it's all just like, it, it yeah and so i i never finished the apparently the show, show sucks the, so. the show the show is trash but i never finished it but the reason i bring it up i'm not just trying to be like oh Vikings sucks it's like you know you have vikings which is a show where it's like oh look how cool everyone is everyone's wearing like leather and everyone's got like the, the the viking haircut that's one thing i liked about this fucking movie is that no one had that stupid fucking haircut at all the pidgeotto the with pidgeotto the braid, braid. <laughs> no one fucking had now don't get me wrong i think that's a sick haircut but it's like in all these viking shows everyone has that haircut Everyone's got, like, the sides of their head shaped. Like, you know how fucking hard it would be in those days to maintain a haircut like that unless you were, like, wealthy? Like, it, it would just be impossible. Does it look like a man bun or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's the man bun. You know, it's the one yeah. I used to have when, we, when, uh, yeah. when back in 2017. I mean, do you, do you think that's indicative of just, like, that show being a surface-level thing? You know, like, like the things that people like about that show are surface-level? Because I, I wonder if that's what turned me off to it. It's just, like... Yeah, you know, they have the whole, like, Norse aesthetic, but at the end of the day, the show is not really 
anything of substance. It's not dealing with subject matter that's like really mature or interesting. Yeah. No, yeah, I would agree. Like, you know, that's that's kind of like also too, I mean, like it, we're pretty sure that Vikings didn't have that haircut, but that's like a that that's a modern thing. So they're overdoing the Hollywood thing. They're way overdoing it. I mean, like even the idea that like everyone wears leather and it's like, dude, where's your chain mail? Where's your fucking like where's your like everyone would wear a chain mail in those days and helmets. Like, yeah, like be... like Fjolnir's outfit, dude. That was dude, sick. That was badass. Those fucking furs and like yeah, that that was the most like like uh his scary. Story. Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> scary most historically accurate like viking outfit i've seen in a show in, in or a movie in a long time and and so that was like kind of like another thing is like yeah like they didn't look like they do in vikings or in or in, in last kingdom but i'm like good they look more realistic they look like it just looks normal mm. i don't feel like i'm like watching a fashion show you know because that's that's what the viking show ends up being as this time goes on it's like yeah everyone's just got like neat haircuts cool leather outfits and that's about it. I wonder if they fell into the same trap that a lot of other shows do where they have like enough really good material for a couple of seasons. And then those seasons do really well. And they, they don't know what the hell to do. You know what I mean? So well, they just keep yeah. trying to play up the things that people get stoked on. Well, I remember like being kind of caught off guard. Cause I remember watching the first two uh, seasons and I'm like, okay, like the only person who has the haircut is Ragnar. He's the only one, which to me, like, I was special because, like, hey, you have this character who's supposed to be kind of, like, innovative and young and different from everybody else who's, like, doing all this stuff. And he happens to have this, like, kind of more modern haircut. But then, like, in season three, everybody had that haircut. Even some of the women had it. Even fucking Floki had it. And that dude's balding. And it looked weird. It looked so – and I get it. It's like, ooh, the Vikings. It's like Vikings didn't look like that. Vikings were – like, they – from what we know, had bowl cuts. And some of them had long hair, of course, because, you know, a lot of people had long hair in those days. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, a lot of them had shorter hair because it was just more practical. It fits better in your helmet. You're not going to have long, go into battle with long hair. Doesn't get your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, and back then, tying your hair back was like, you had to get like a fucking piece of string or like rope. You don't, you didn't, we didn't have hair ties back then. So. Yeah. Highly impractical. And what are you going to carry around one of those with you all the time? Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. Dude, the other thing, you, you got to think about how tough men were, like, maybe up until, like, the age of, like, the gun, the gunpowder. Because, like, you're you're marching in chainmail for days, sometimes months. Chainmail is fucking heavy. Remember we are getting ready for my photo oh, yeah. shoot, and I had the chainmail on for, like, 10 minutes. I'm like, dude, my back hurts. Yeah, that shit sucks. Imagine if we did the photo shoot with that shit on. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad we didn't choose to use it. But, um, like, yeah, like... Chainmail is fucking heavy. Not to mention you're wearing armor, you're wearing swords, shields, gear. These were tough fucking men back in those days. Like, holy, I can't even imagine, like, what some of those men were like. And and it's... Well, it's not made of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for damn sure. But it's it's like, yeah, that's that's how people looked back then when they were going into battle. Even if you weren't a Viking, it's like just in medieval days, technically you would wear chainmail under whatever else you were wearing. And so um, that's just, you know, getting back to more kind of the historical accuracy of the show. That's another thing that I really like. It's just like, yeah, everything's very accurate and very true to the story um, and true to its time. And I really enjoyed that. And so. Yeah, it was, it was a good movie. Yeah. I, I liked w- it. I would, uh, for those listening, if you have not seen it, uh, I would highly recommend The Northman. Put it on the shelf. Yeah, I definitely think, though, really quick. Uh, a lot of the imagery or whatever was great. There was that scene though when they're looking at the the tree. I don't know what that tree was, but it was all, all the old kings and 
So it wasn't Yggdrasil. I thought it was. It's supposed to rep, like it was supposed to be like kind of their family tree, the, okay. the tree of kings. I think he called it. Yeah, it's cool because it kind of like scrolls up it, and you see like all these people. Yeah, and... the higher up it goes, um, the more recent the bloodline is. Mm-hmm. Like the lower in the tree, there was like just these skeletons. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was that was cool. I liked that. Nice and, little detail. Yeah. So Olga was gonna have twins, basically, right? I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, the kid died, the gunner. Like it was crazy how he died because he kept stabbing him in the back, and then he just like swung him and sliced open like his like Slice chest or yeah, his whole and sword. So, and so yeah, Nick, to to add to what you were saying about being a slave to your fate, like I mean, he got stabbed like four or five times in that scene. Like a normal man would have died and bled out, but he made it all the way to the volcano to fight uh, Fjolnir because that's yeah. where he was supposed to fated to die. Mm-hmm. And once again, like Fjolnir even says to him when he drags out the body of his son and his wife, he goes, you know, I will meet you at the lake of fire. You will die by the hand of, of, of I'm paraphrasing. You will die by the hand of, of the, the one who killed your father. And it's, and then that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once again, it's, it's very saga. Like I throw a curse at you. I throw a prophecy at you and it comes true. And I just, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting how they didn't just fight right there. Normal people would, right? You'd right, be like, right. yeah, we're going to like, you wouldn't be like, oh, I must go by my fate you'd be like motherfucker just killed my wife and son that's it i've lost everything i'm gonna kill you now like fuck it i'm not gonna fight you at a volcano i'm gonna fight you right here right now so i'll meet you at the mcdonald's yeah very (laughs) much like i will meet you at the place at the battlefield in this point in time and it's just so epic and just beautiful it's beautiful it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. i want more movies like this yeah they need you know we need movies with payoffs like that you know that actually follow a, a decent narrative structure Exactly. I mean, they need to make more. They need to make more movies like you guys said, like this. Because even for you being a fan of like the uh, Norse mythology and the Vikings and everything, it, it actually we need more movies like this or the Egyptians, like we were talking about earlier, or something like that. You yeah. know, just more compelling stories. Like you can, you can, you can tell a story in pretty much any time period. You know, with any almost any source right. material, you just, you just gotta. You got to stay true to the material, whatever you're interpreting or whatever you're writing. It's got to be honest, you know, and yeah. And the fact that this isn't going to be for everybody is fine. I think I don't think any I don't think any movies for everybody. No, and I don't think it should be. You know, (laughs) it's like this. I happen to be the. I think the target audience for this, you know, I think I am too. (laughs) someone who thinks Viking shit is cool, who likes, you know, good action movies with some insane scenes and uh, you know really good drama and a good story and other people aren't going to get off on that and that's totally fine you know they can enjoy their shit but to me this is one of the best movies shit this has got to be top 10 maybe even top five for me hell yeah man you know what do they call people that are fans of Vikings? Like say, like modern Vikings, or you know how like nerds, nerds, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dorks. You know it's funny if you go see like Amon or Moth, and um, I've seen video footage of people in like the pits doing the rowing the boats. Yeah, thing. we we did that. Yeah, oh it was God. it was during uh it was during uh, what is it? What's that song called? Pursuit of Vikings. Uh yeah, that's what it is. So when I you were there in 2019, Nick, when we saw him at the Warfield, you were you were up on the on the um, the higher balconies, but I was in the pit, which was a pathetic mosh pit because it was too crowded. Was it the geek mosh pit? Hey, <laughs> um, but he's like he's like I want everyone to row, and so we all just sat down. It's just the drums and bass. It's like do 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 do, and we're just like, oh, 
<laughs> and we're like rowing and like it was fucking sick dude and he does that like at a bunch of shows like i was seeing like them at stadiums doing that and like you have the entire stadium rowing wow yeah <laughs> yeah i played a show with arm the valkyrie a couple months ago i think where people started doing that on the last song oh my god didn't even god. ask them to do it they just started to do it and it's like okay this is so they're sitting on the them. ground doing yeah. this shit. Well, yeah, yeah you, you yeah. guys covered that song too right yeah we did that was a different show uh, oh okay okay they, they, yeah. this was one of one of their originals oh. that they were playing and uh didn't ask them to do it or anything and they just sat on the ground and started rowing and i'm just like okay you guys get the whole viking vibe we're You're going not going it. anywhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck no it was cool you know i mean as like as a musician being up on stage and seeing your audience do that is like okay now now i'm fired up like they're now dancing. i'm having a great time they're dancing yeah. it's their way of dancing yeah and i love it yeah it's, it's beautiful well, you did it you're a participant of it so oh yeah oh yeah i'm all about the mosh pits and the geek mosh pits and, and the rowing mosh pits <laughs> yeah. real quick can we talk about assassin's creed valhalla real quick yeah for sure for um sure. i saw it's been I a while since i played it but it came out in like 2020 i think and i still haven't beaten it but also because i just don't really play a lot of video games anymore these days but like uh that's another game that's like pretty it's pretty fun like as far as like kind it's of the like Viking accurate thing. to the history. yeah it, it's like I mean like they're, they're, it's it's got a little more of the showiness of it where it's like they got the haircuts and they got like the the like the kind of funny outfits but it's it's I don't know like okay I bring it up though I, I'm not just bringing it up for the hell of it like I remember a lot of the every time they showed the tree or they would show like uh, the Valkyrie stuff in Northman they would play this music that sounded a lot like music from AC Valhalla mm-hmm. and like. I was just like watching. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I played like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and like that same music would play. I'm like, hey, I'm getting that same vibe now. Like this is yeah. cool. And and another Viking game that's just fun. And, and it's uh, it takes place in, in England. Um, and it's probably not as historically accurate because, you know, it's a video game. And there's also like different ways that you can end each mission um, uh, depending on your the choices your character makes. But uh it's just it, for those for those i mean this is just tangent for those uh who just want more viking stuff something that's good i haven't beaten it maybe the end just sucks ass but so far i love the game <laughs> i would assume you've been all over that game and beat it by now it's a it's a it's a vikings video game disguised as it is as an assassin's creed game <laughs> and it's it, it it like it's not an assassin's creed game it doesn't feel like it yeah. good now i might actually play it yeah oh, right well it's it's like they, they still try to incorporate like the hidden ones like the pre-templars they still have the assassins but it's like dude when you're playing the game, like the majority of the game doesn't even revolve around that. It just revolves around like the idea of like, uh, you know, uh, Viking occupied England and like mm-hmm. everything that goes with that. It's like, that's barely any Assassin's Creed shit. And I'm happy about that. I'm, I'm just, I'm done with that IP, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Northman was good. Uh, go see it. Uh, it's probably, uh, isn't it on, um, a streaming service right now? Yes. It is already on VOD. Um, mm-hmm. I got it on voodoo. Okay. I think you can also get it on. Um, I want to say Prime, really? but you got but you got to buy it. I don't think it's on. Uh, I don't think there's like a service that you can do like Netflix where you can actually just stream it. Mm-hmm. I think you actually got to like buy it digital. Can okay. you rent it? Um, probably on YouTube. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Pro- I think it's still in theaters too. So one of my friends is telling me he wanted to go to an IMAX. He's like, "What do you recommend?" I'm like, "Have you seen the Northman yet?" His girlfriend's like, "I don't like movies." His girlfriend said that. I, this was today. She's like, I don't like movies. I'm like, what? Are you, are you human? I'm like, wait, like, mo-, she's like, movies are boring. And I just, I looked at her. I'm like, you're lucky. She's really hot, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
That's a boring relationship. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> parts of her ain't boring. I'm going to tell you that, at least from what I can see. Anyways, this has been one another a riveting, fun, misogynist episode <laughs> of the Geek Mosh Pit with, uh, with an ice cream truck? With an ice cream truck. <laughs> we, got, we got an ice cream truck. Uh, there was like some guy blasting some rap out of his car. I don't know if that bled through the mic. But uh, this was another. This was a fun episode. Nick, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, dude. We'll have to bring you on. We talk about metal a lot in this, so we'll definitely bring on for to talk more metal stuff. Uh, There's one one thing I'm a connoisseur of. You know, it's metal. It's true. Best guitar player in the world, right here, guys. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, you shred, bruh. Yeah, um, yeah. If we can set it up, we can get the exemplar boys in here or something. I was saying, yeah, yeah. Or Cosmatorium too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick, where can people find you on social media? Yes, I'm in two bands. Uh, One of them is called Exemplar. The other is Cosmatorium, as you guys just said. Uh, We are both uh, on Instagram, so Exemplar Official, and uh, at Cosmatorium on Instagram. We've got Facebooks, too. We don't use them as much as the Gram, so uh, you you can find us there. Also, my Instagram handle is at Nick underscore LaSalle, L-A-S-A-L-L-E, so you can find me there. Uh, Yeah, that's how you find us. That's how you get in touch with me. So Sweet. Right on. Good to have you on, Nick. All right, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. I am Anthony. And I'm Jason. And we will see you at the next one. Skull. 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 Skull.